I think lunchtime is about the worst time of day for me. Always having to sit here alone. Of course, sometimes mornings aren't so pleasant either. Waking up and wondering if anyone would really miss me if I never got out of bed. Then there's the night, too. Lying there and thinking about all the stupid things I've done during the day. And all those hours in between when I do all those stupid things. Well, lunchtime is among the worst times of the day for me. Well, I guess I'd better see what I've got. Peanut butter. Some psychiatrists say that people who eat peanut butter sandwiches are lonely. I guess they're right. And when you're really lonely, the peanut butter sticks to the roof of your mouth. There's that cute little red-headed girl eating her lunch over there. I wonder what she would do if I went over and asked her if I could sit and have lunch with her. She'd probably laugh right in my face. It's hard on a face when it gets laughed in. There's an empty place next to her on the bench. There's no reason why I couldn't just go over and sit there. I could do that right now. All I have to do is stand up. I'm standing up. I'm sitting down. I'm a coward. I'm so much of a coward, she wouldn't even think of looking at me. She hardly ever does look at me. In fact, I can't remember her ever looking at me. Why shouldn't she look at me? Is there any reason in the world why she shouldn't look at me? Is she so great and I'm so small that she can't spare one little moment? She's looking at me. She's looking at me. You're thinking of that other dress, the one I wore to Lucinda's party. The one I'm talking about was the very light blue one that had a design embroidered around the waist. I don't remember. Something like this. And the skirt went out like this and had these puffy sleeves and a sash like this. Oh, yes, I remember. Yes, well, that was a dress I was wearing last week when I met Frida. And she told me she'd seen one just like it over at that place on... Lunchtime is among the worst times of the day for me. If that little red-headed girl is looking at me with this stupid bag over my head, she must think I'm the biggest fool alive. But if she isn't looking at me, then maybe I could take it off quickly and she'd never notice it. On the other hand, I can't tell if she's looking until I take it off. Then again, if I never take it off, I'll never have to know if she was looking or not. On the other hand, it's very hard to breathe in here. She's not looking at me. I wonder why she never looks at me. Oh well, another lunch hour over with. Only 2,863 to go. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you could join me for episode 16 of A General Good Time. I want to welcome each and every one of you into this space, and I am beyond excited and grateful to have you all present in this moment with me. With that being said, I wanted to introduce this week's topic. 
As the title suggests, we will be exploring autumn. First off, what is the formal definition of autumn? Autumn, also known as fall, is the third season of the year where, according to Google and the Oxford Dictionary, it's the season where in the Northern Hemisphere, it's around September to November, and it's usually where the leaves are falling and it's harvest season. So it's where farmers would gather crops and fruits uh, in order to celebrate and to sell. The reason why I wanted to not only celebrate autumn, but to welcome in spooky season. So it's officially the month of October. And I know that technically it's we've been in autumn for a little over a month now, but I kind of like to think of autumn as more of a end of September, beginning of October kind of thing. So I figured now would be the perfect time to dive into it. As a quick aside, the first three minutes, as you all may have recognized, it actually comes from the musical production, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, which originally came out in 1967. And it was written by John Gordon. And it was adapted, obviously, from the Peanuts series by Charles Schultz. The reason why I wanted to bring up this scene was because one, I feel like it's super relatable. I feel like now as an adult, but especially as a kid, I never really understood why I deeply resonated with Charlie Brown until I went back and actually was recommended a lot of retrospectives from YouTube. So I actually linked one that I really liked from Toonrific Tariq, where he actually covers a bunch of Charlie Brown specials. So I do recommend checking them out if you want to but i think he really drives home the point across not only is it super nostalgic but charlie brown as the character is very very titular when he's talking about going through not only his own struggles you know with anxiety with his schoolmates with how he sees himself as a whole but the monologue in the beginning actually comes from halfway through the musical where in the second act so at this point charlie brown has already embarrassed himself right he was trying to give a valentine's day to the little red-headed girl which he mentions again but he ends up messing up and singing merry christmas to her instead and so obviously he's feeling really, really embarrassed and so around lunchtime in the second act he's like reflecting on not only just why lunch times are the worst but just bad days in general and so you can really really feel really deeply for charlie brown because not only is this really relatable like i've definitely messed up when trying to tell someone i've liked them or just feeling very tongue-tied or just awkwardly making a fool out of myself as a kid and i think that when charlie brown does it it's very very endearing right because you can definitely relate to him but you can also see how his other classmates interact what their thoughts are and i just think that even though this came out so many years ago it's still prevalent and relevant in today's day and age and that's the reason why when i think of charlie brown i think of autumn especially and i think that autumn is so close to winter which is obviously the holiday season and as a whole it really just symbolizes nostalgia for me which i'll talk a little bit more about as this episode progresses but i just thought the charlie brown monologue was super relevant and kind of introducing and setting the tone for today's episode i want to kind of now talk a little bit more about the symbols of autumn so i'm going to be citing an article called symbols and symbolism of autumn by rose and so in this article rose describes what autumn is 
but then also talks about how it's super symbolic and what some of the symbolism is within autumn. One of the themes that she talks about is maturity. The reason why autumn symbolizes maturity is because, well, we think about the crop seasons and plants come to maturity during this fall. So this is the perfect time that farmers are harvesting their mature produce. And so quite literally, that's what fall is. And then secondly, change. And so what's really interesting is that not only are the colors of the leaves physically changing, it's also kind of symbolizing that we are now reaching a different period of time. This can be oftentimes misrecognized as unwanted change, right? Because think about the season prior was summer and nobody really wants summer to end, right? And then there's also spring. And then usually with autumn coming, and because autumn is so short, right? It's only September, October, November. Winter is right around the corner. Obviously, it's a really big transition from summer to winter, right? And so autumn kind of is that transitionary period of that change while people are still trying to wrap around the fact that it's not summer anymore, but also it's not yet winter. It almost symbolizes this really awkward transitionary period. I almost think of it like the calm before the storm. What also symbolizes in autumn is preservation. We think about how animals have to hibernate before winter or in general us as humans everyone has to hibernate right and so because the weather is changing conditions are getting colder now is the perfect time to bundle up and get your energy back indoors and so that's another kind of thing also one thing that is a recurring theme and symbol of autumn is abundance and wealth obviously this again derives from crops and harvesting season and how all the plants that you planted in the spring are finally ready to be harvested in the fall. While people are preparing for hibernation, there is an abundance there for them to store all the stuff that they've been working towards. And so autumn is the perfect time for that. I now also want to talk about how different cultures celebrate autumn. I feel like quite a lot happens in autumn, despite the fact that it's only a few short months. And I definitely don't want to gloss over that. So there's a Times article by Chad D. Guzman who talks about this and how different countries in Asia celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival. Mid-Autumn actually happened already back on September 10th. There are a couple of variations. I know a couple of my friends were celebrating by eating mooncakes. And usually in the mooncakes, there are fillings that you usually have a salted egg yolk and lotus paste, but there's various different flavors and fillings. My personal favorite, please do not cancel me, is the fruit and nut one with the salted yolk. I understand that a lot of people do not like the fruit and nut combination, and definitely as a kid, I never understood it, but I feel like now as an adult, I really like it a lot because there's a lot of texture and flavor, so justice for that particular mooncake. But in addition, I know that there was other countries in Asia that celebrate it. So in this article, it talks about the South Korean tradition Chuseok. I hope I'm not pronouncing that incorrectly, but if I am, I'm so sorry. Um, this year, I think it was happening from September 9th to the 12th. And there was actually a celebration that happened and it was really nice. It was the first time that I went and it was just really nice to see everyone dress up in the cultural outfits and to celebrate festivities together. There was performances. There's also the tradition in Japan called Tsukimi, which translates to looking at the moon. This has been happening for a long time since the Nara period. And that's where they're also celebrating harvest, a full moon, and then there are 
We also have a mid-autumn festival in Vietnam, although I'm not even going to begin to try to pronounce that because I do not know how to pronounce that. Essentially, it's very, very similar, and one of the stories that was linked, this article talks about how there was a famous woodsman, and they were floating away by a magical tree to the moon. It's said that you're able to see this famous woodsman if you sit under a tree under the face of the full moon. I just think that's pretty cool. Also, a lot of these traditions also have like lanterns and like just a lot of bright lights that kind of reflect and symbolize the moon. So if you all celebrated mid-autumn, happy belated mid-autumn festival. So if not, I encourage you all to celebrate it the next time around. It's just, I feel like it's a lot of fun. I want to talk about why autumn in particular is one of my favorite seasons or actually my favorite season and why I can't help but just think about childhood but not only childhood, but just nostalgia as a whole. And this article on medium.com by Elizabeth Burnham is actually a really great read. So this article is titled Autumn Nostalgia, Confronting the Inevitability of Change. I'm going to quote directly from this article. Elizabeth does a fantastic job just capturing the feel and the environment and some of the descriptors, not only of the physical environment and landscape, but also just some of the feelings. And so... Elizabeth states, do you feel it too? At the end of September, the leaves begin to fall. The light becomes muted and gray and the cool air rolls in with a smell you've always noticed but never been able to name. You begin to leave work in the early darkness, tucking your chilly fingers into the sleeves of your sweater. If you're like me, autumn is a time of nostalgia, melancholia, and, and introspection. It's a reminder that all things come to an end. Even the longest, stickiest, hot days of summer, when your freedom felt cast so wide, it seemed that it would carry on forever. In the summer, it's easy to forget you're anything but one with the universe. You can leave your coat at home and run barefoot through the grass and feel as though you're swimming in the heat. But autumn comes and you remember that you're only a visitor on this planet. There's no thermostat for you to turn up as you please, no curtain of clouds you can draw open to let in the light. It's the season where nature tucks itself in to prepare for loss. You're confronted, once again, with inevitable, inescapable change. Elizabeth paints a really great picture of what fall is like, and that despite maybe not necessarily living in the Northeast, well, when I was originally in Boston, I remember really getting a chance to experience the physical landscape of fall for the first time as one. It was really cool seeing the leaves actually change color. Like there was like yellow, red, orange leaves, like for whatever reason, because growing up in California, I didn't really get to see that as much. So it was really nice to, while I was studying in college around Boston, to see that happening. Definitely, whether or not you're in California or in Boston or wherever in the world, the days are literally becoming shorter. And one of the things that I will miss about summer was daylight savings, right? And how it felt like the days were so long and that the sun wouldn't set until 8 p.m. Although nowadays with fall, you know, as soon as it's 4 or 5 p.m., it's dark outside. And so I think that Elizabeth really captures that in the article and how not only are the temperatures getting really really chilly but i just love how she states how it's the season where nature tucks itself in to prepare for loss especially the last line you're confronted once again with the inevitable inescapable change not only are you dealing with the season changing right going from an abrupt long summer day hot weather feeling like you could step outside and just feel really free 
versus like when autumn hits how it's a very stark contrast right it's not yet winter right where you know there's snow days you have to stay inside xyz right it's almost like everyone is trying to retreat almost trying to recharge i think of it like that and maybe that's the reason why i can personally relate to autumn or the reason why i love it so much is probably because i'm an introvert and i also definitely can deeply relate to needing to recharge but i also think another thing too is that the nostalgia piece autumn has always been a time for me to self-reflect whether or not i wanted to or whether or not i realized that was that was what was happening I always reflected on not only the changing season, but also just what I wanted to do with my life, what I was looking forward to, things that I gravitated towards. I really felt at home and felt at peace. Arguably, sometimes autumn can be tricky because it is also the time where many people deal with seasonal affect disorder or sometimes also known as seasonal depression. I'm not trying to say that you're going to feel sad just because the weather is changing and there's not as much light. But hey, sometimes that is true too. How everyone must undergo change and so trying to avoid or reverse change is not good. And so sometimes even as you're dealing with seasonal depression, it's just learning how to kind of be comfortable with the change and I think some of the ways that we do that is trying to enjoy the season by celebrating what's unique about the season and ultimately like I bring up these childhood memories of like Charlie Brown or I also linked other amazing pieces of media that really remind me of Autumn. What I really want to highlight too is that one of the, the key ways to celebrate autumn and to manage all the change that's happening all of a sudden is finding ways to integrate little moments of joy and that's what i really wanted to talk about and how i think autumn is the perfect time to do that and one of the articles that i linked as well is called how to find small moments of joy in dark times and it's also the times article written by Angela. I love how the article begins with, sometimes the smallest moments of joy are the only ones that actually feel possible. This article really highlights what it's like to experience joy and what joy is. It's really easy to forget what joy is, especially if you're dealing with, you know, as I covered in the last episode, burnout, or if you're just dealing with a lot of stress as a whole. In this article, they really define joy as the state of feeling freedom, safety, and ease. Unlike some other positive emotions, like compassion and contentment, experiencing joy often depends on preparing for it rather than spontaneously feeling it. This is according to Philip C. Watkins, who is a professor of psychology at the Eastern Washington University. The most intense joy experiences are probably experienced in relationships, right? And so he goes on to further state that if you're open to joy, you also have to be open to disappointment. Paradoxically, in terms of experiencing joy, there has to be a willingness to experience loss and sadness. And the reason why I bring up autumn as a perfect time to celebrate little moments of joy is that autumn is essentially that period of transition and period of time that not only is the calm before the storm, quote unquote, but it is a period of change and Oftentimes, change can be very scary because it is unpredictable. And in those moments, I really like how Professor Watkins talks about how when you're experiencing joy, it's not just joy, right? There's a lot of other elements that could be existing simultaneously. So when we think about autumn and the collective nostalgia, but also the collective melancholy, I just think about how 
despite all of that, now is the perfect time more than ever to experience moments of joy. I think one of the things that this article highlights is how to not only find ways to express gratitude, but to incorporate little, little things in joy. I really like how they talk about creating a joy bucket list. And I think the way that they kind of talk about that is creating a tally of things that just make you feel joyful. And it can be really, really small things like someone put in um, the smell of a local bakery or walking down the street and seeing the color of the leaves change, but stuff like that, or even getting a pumpkin spice latte, right? I wish that those things were a not seasonal item, but according to that, they are not, they are a seasonal item. And so as a result, is now the perfect time more than ever to celebrate little moments of joy and to find connection and to find peace within uncertain times. I don't know if it was just a combination of a collective or universal way of everyone somehow knowing that everyone's retreating inside, if that makes sense, or everyone is trying to just find ways to stay connected and to experience joy in like really, really small pockets that hit really close to home for me. Or it's just maybe the media that I've got to experience. And one of those mediums is music. What ultimately inspired this episode as a whole actually was Nat King Cole's Tis Autumn. It is something that I've been playing on repeat ever since the start of September. That and also Ella Fitzgerald, just a symbol of just classic autumn jazz. And just, I just especially love listening to them during autumn because it just feels so perfect. Like it encapsulates some of that joy, but also a little bit, it's like a hint of sadness. But I think sadness in the most raw and authentic way that isn't exploitative, but more so real it almost adds a little bit of color into the songs and i just love listening to jazz and piano ballads and just music especially around this time because it just makes me feel very at home and comfortable i say all this to say that one i hope i have changed your mind about how underappreciated and undervalued sometimes or even overlooked autumn as a season is and I would encourage you to maybe find ways to celebrate autumn and celebrate yourself in those moments too. And to just focus on being more present with not only yourself, but the outside landscape as a whole. I feel like getting in touch with nature as much as nature and I have not always been the best of friends. I feel like it's the perfect opportunity to change that. Like, I don't know. I'm telling myself this mostly to me, like, granted, if you're also in California or a place that's like a tropical climate, maybe the leaves won't change as pretty as they do in like the northeast. But try to go to a pumpkin patch or like drink some apple cider or watch some like scary movies. Speaking of which, I want to give a sneak peek to the upcoming content for the next coming weeks so i'm challenging myself to post once a week but as you all know i'm already a day late to posting this so i apologize for my false promises but i'll try my best you know i'm only human right autumn is also all about forgiveness right anyways the next episode i'm so excited about so i'm going to be asking you all for your input so feel free to let me know because we're going to be talking about all things like dreams nightmares lucid dreams oh my god i can't wait to talk about that the next episode after that i'm going to be talking more about like 
customs and traditions and other stuff like that and i can't wait for halloween to come up you know i gotta be talking about scary stories so i'm going to be talking not only about the classic scary stories but i would love to get y'all's input if y'all have any scary stories you want me to read i'm gonna try to do my best spooky scary story kind of voice asmr maybe look forward to that i'm so excited because not only is of course autumn is my favorite season so i gotta go all out but also because october in particular is spooky season so happy spooky season to all of you all and i am so excited for you all to check out the future content and again thank you so much for the love and support it really 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 means a lot to me i hope you all have an amazing fall season and to celebrate not only with your loved ones but to just get some time to like relax to recharge and to recenter your priorities because i know that with either you feeling burnout or just all the stressors of life now is the perfect time to recharge more than ever we have now reached the end of this week's podcast episode I hope you all have enjoyed it, and if you do, please consider liking, following, and sharing this as it is much appreciated. If you have any topic ideas or suggestions, please feel free to email me at ageneralgoodtimepodcast at gmail.com as I check that regularly and would love to hear your thoughts. You can also direct message me on Instagram at at agenerallgoodtimepodcast. Until next time, I hope you all have had a good time and a great rest of your week.